Hello and welcome to GKAD. You might be asking yourself, what is GKAD? And that is a good question. You can call me Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really bad at this today. And I am Jay Lee. Th- this episode, we will be reviewing Uratanalia's 2013 cover album, Unchanged. Or is it UN changed? Mm. Oh, Japan, you and your. Is this wordplay or is it letterplay or is it. Both? I, th- I don't know. It's. It's foreplay is what it is. Unchanged is, or UN changed, or unchanged, or Just whatever. Just call it unchanged. <laughs> unchanged is Udetanalia's first cover album, second album overall. You might recognize Udetanalia from the co ed J pop group AAA. Who are totally the best. They're pretty great. I fucking love them. <laughs> what piqued our interest was hearing his cover of. Every Little Thing's Time Goes By. It was a studio live cover. I think Avex posted it on their channel. And ever since, we've been very excited, much like Ayaka's album and her Robinson Studio version, although it didn't turn out so great on the album proper. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to fling this over to Zero. What did you think of Unchanged? Cet album, pas du change, par Monsieur Gretenoya. Uh, les les pamplemousses. Ne lâchez pas cette grenouille-là. C'est hallucinogénique. All glory to the hypnotoad. Um, oh, 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 baguette, baguette. In case you don't speak French, all of that was fucking funny. Um, sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> um, so, okay, this album, I was really not expecting much looking at the tracklist. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, ballad, ballad, ballad. And I'll be honest, that's what I got, you know, ballad, ballad, ballad. But holy shit, I could listen to that guy sing the fucking phone book. His voice <laughs> is so silky. Love it. Mm. Um, so that's what I meant by foreplay. It's um, it is a much more pleasant album than I expected. It's so rich, even though it is slow. And it is calm. It's just, I could listen to this falling asleep every night and wake up feeling like a million bucks because he is just, he's just got such a nice voice. He just, that tone that it has to it, it really always made him stand out in AAA as like the singer. And which is funny because like when I found out he was in AAA, you know, I knew him as one of IU's dancers and I was just like, oh, you know, he probably can't sing. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I was just like eating crow on that because oh my lord oh oh just oh I love his voice so much and I love the sound of these covers it's it's a nice you know unified sound but without sounding you know just boring because the songs themselves he picked very very good songs for this these are great songs so they're not all blending together 
like in a couple of places at Ayaka's um, cover album, that's kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they, they don't. I um, I was flipping through the tracks, like I said just before the show, kind of reminding myself what each song sounded like, and I found that I didn't need to. Like two clicks in, I was just kind of like, I remember how all of these sound, actually, because these that's there's a reason why these are popular songs and these are timeless songs and that he would pick these because they really are just that solidly good on their own even without his performance so putting his vocals on top of some of these songs is just like yes a while back i tweeted that listening to his cover of yasushi kisoshite by dreams come true was just making my heart fucking sore because oh it just made me so happy it just made me so happy to hear the songs like that are the reason i got into j-pop that sort of melodic structure and that sort of uh that sort of tonality and he just brings you know, breathes new life into it and it's i feel like i'm just hearing it for the first time again and it's like oh i love this i love this so much and i'm not gonna lie yeah there are a couple of less interesting tracks on the album i don't like his cover of uh sekai de ichiban atsuinatsu very much um I didn't like his cover of Love Song by Chaga and Asuka very much, but like there are songs that I didn't initially enjoy that much, like uh, Yuki Koyanagi's Anata no Kiss wo Kazume Masho. I was never really nuts about that song. I knew a girl who sang it at karaoke all the time, and I was just like, oh, this again. But <laughs> but he his version is making me like that song a lot more, which is a really, really, that's the highest compliment you can give a cover album, is when they make you like a song that you weren't all that nuts about before. Mm-hmm. You, they they make you like it a whole lot, and I mean, not not coincidentally, probably like for example, Triple A's cover of Bomb Ahead, which I think is the most irritating song in the world in MCAT's original, <laughs> but Triple A's version is really fun, and I feel like that's the way the song is supposed to sound. You know, that's the emotions it's supposed to make me feel, and that's the case with this cover of Anatano Kiss Well Kazume Michelle. I can do it. I can. It's hard to code switch from English to Japanese with these. Um, I also really loved his cover of Kome Kome Club's uh, Kimi ga Iru Dakade. Very nice. And I was very, very happy that his cover of Time Goes By was still great. (laughs) I was so happy about that. And with that, I'll pass it on to you, Jay Lee. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to disagree with you about 50%. (laughs) I I think that the album is aptly titled Unchanged because a lot of these still sound very much dated. He didn't really update them that much. They sound more like remasters than reversions of songs. Um, And they are all ballads, pretty much. Um, And so that can get kind of boring on you. But it really is a showcase for his vocal ability. He does really have a lovely voice. And even if it's it's not probably going to be... It depends. For you know, for Zero, she was able to pick out a lot of things. But for me, it's something that I just really enjoyed having on in the background. And I feel like there are three songs on the album that are just amazing, that I love. Uh, Time Goes By, Yasashi Kiso Shite, and Boku Ga Ichiban Hoshi Katamono. I think those are the three strongest tracks on the album. I actually completely agree with that. That yes. is true. That is definitely true. <laughs> but I don't know if it's because like I already knew, at least in the case of Time, Time Goes By and Yes, She Kiss Will Stay, I don't know if it's because like I already knew those songs the best out of the, the group. Like I know most of these songs, but I, not as well. Like I didn't listen to them as much as those two in particular. So I don't know if that leans towards liking it more, the whole familiarity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In my opinion, they they were really, really 
like I said, in both cases, it felt like I was listening to it again for the first time, and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I like this. This makes me happy. I'd say that the f- the album kind of gets off to a rough start. I don't think that his cover of It's Just Love is that great. I, I, yeah. I love Misha, and I don't think that her original is that great. And out of all the Misha songs he could have chosen, which there are so many. I gotta go with you on that. Um, I think the problem with Misha is that if you've got a song that's already kind of weak by her, mm-hmm. another voice isn't going to help because exactly. it's Misha's voice that's not on there her, to begin with. <laughs> that's not her weak point in this yeah. field. <laughs> I, I'm completely with you on that. If all you're changing is the voice, it's going to be not as interesting as the original because her voice was just, oh my God, on the original. So yeah, I got to go with you on that. That's definitely one of the weaker tracks. That is, it is still pleasant though. It's definitely, and it is a good opener because it kind of just tells you, by the way, this is how this is going to go. So, you know, just turn the lights low and snuggle up under the covers. But he could have done such a great cover of Suzukoma no Yoni. Like, that just kind of sticks in my head. It's like, and it wouldn't, and it would have broken up a bit of the monotony because it's more of a mid-tempo. I don't know. I, I just, I think of Uratanaoya and Misha, and I think of what could have been. Yeah, putting that, putting a song like that somewhere in the middle would have been actually kind of like as the, kind of the start of like the B-side half of it, like where Kimigairu Dakade is now. Mm-hmm. Like having that right after Kimigairu Dakade would have been pretty good. But you know what? That's not what happened. We yeah. just have to do it. We could talk for hours about things that we'd like <laughs> to have happened. But um, I also think Love Song was pretty weak. And the elephant in the room, I want it that way. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute, shall we? Uh, I just... So, okay. Straight men who listen to this show. Do you love that song and why? And I'm pretty <laughs> sure the answer to that question is yes. The why is what I don't understand. I don't know very many straight guys who don't, secretly or not, love that song for some reason. And that goes back to when it was new. I mean... <laughs> Bob Saget parodied that Backstreet Boys song in a stand-up act. That Backstreet Boys song is the one that boys were okay with singing to make fun of the Backstreet Boys. You know? And now, I had two straight male friends of mine fighting over that song at karaoke night recently. (laughs) What the hell is wrong with you people? What is... What? I don't get it. I don't. The song is so boring. That said, Uradanaoya, of course, makes it sound sexy as hell. His English English is actually pretty good. I was really pleasantly surprised. Oh, and by the way, the guy I'm seeing right now loves Uradanaoya's cover of it and now wants to hear more songs by him. I'm not even kidding. So it's a good entry drug for Japanese music. Uh, uh, For straight guys who (laughs) like this song for some (laughs) mysterious reason? Yeah, apparently. This isn't uh, his entry into Japanese music, but yeah, like, oh my god. What is yeah. with this song? There has to be something playing backwards in this song that guys hear it and go, you're not gay, but you're totally into this particular Backstreet Boys song. <laughs> Woo! No homo. Like, there's some Black Sabbath shit going on there, man. <laughs> I, I, it kind of falls apart for me when the other voice comes in. I feel like that. Oh, the was, background vocals. Yeah, that was totally unnecessary. I thought. I don't know. Um, 
not my favorite. Sticks out like a sore <laughs> thumb because every other song is Japanese. There should have been like a balance or something. It's just weird, you know? It's just further evidence about this song's weird effect on straight dudes. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, it's crazy like, reach. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this whole like I'm gonna do like a ten track cover album of my favorite Japanese songs. Hey, you know what? Just for the hell of it, let's make it eleven tracks and stick I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys on there. Because you know what? I like that song. And notice okay. that the bonus track isn't I want it that way. No. <laughs> it is it is in the album. The bonus track is Kimi ni Ainaikara. I mean, it, it, you could have put this at the bonus as the, at the end. You could have put this at the end. It could have been the bonus track. It would have made a bit more sense, but no. Yeah. He wanted it track four. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wanted to make sure he got it out of the way before people lost interest. He wanted to make sure when I was falling asleep to the album that I still managed to hear it before I fell asleep. <laughs> Because it takes me about that long to fall asleep. Like, oh, by the way, here's Backstreet Boys for you. But overall, very pleasant album. Um, a good effort. I'd like him to, to tackle a more diverse range of covers. I would like him to try to put his own spin on them a bit more. But it's not a bad album. It's a nice album. It's really not. It's he a nice to- boy. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to probably uh, experiment with you know producers and arrangers. Um, and he needs to... You know, do some more upbeat stuff. You're good at upbeat. Now, yeah, I know you want to get away from that because you're, you know, doing upbeat stuff with AAA all the freaking time. But, you know, don't don't relegate yourself to cruise ship crooner status, you know? Yeah. Your voice oh. is sexy and amazing, but you can flirt with more than just little old ladies with that. Also, the thing that struck me, Uda Tanalia, ex-back dancer of Ayumi Hamasaki, but best friend... And constant collaborator. Why did he not cover an IU song? Like, it seems like the most obvious choice. It really does, doesn't it? I would have really... You know what? Because the song he would have had to do for this is Love Destiny. I knew it. there's no way he could beat Ken Hirai's version of it. I don't even like Ken Hirai, but oh my god, he fucking nailed that song. It was amazing. He did a really good version of that song. And I think it's just too soon to try to tackle that. Now, because you're not going to do better than that, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, that's a reasonable reason. That said, I would love to hear Urata Naoya singing End Roll. He would yeah. really do a great job with that. There, I think there are plenty of songs in her discography he has a good chance of nailing. I think uh, so, but he would need to put something on there that's familiar to a lot of people. Oh yeah, definitely. So, he would need to put something that's commercially, like, hey, I'm covering this particular song. Like, I think he would do an amazing job with, um... With Moon. And with Sorrow. Actually, oh, with oh, yeah. Sorrow, he would nail. There's a lot of IU songs he would do a really good job with. I, I would like to hear more duets with IU from him that don't suck. And I think that does it for our review. <laughs> しいような気もしたけど僕はそれをあげることにした君とまたこの先探していればもう通す敵なものが見つかるだろうその人はなんどもありがとうと嬉しそうに僕に笑ってく
Oh God, I could listen to that guy sing all day. <laughs> I fall in love with his voice more and more every time I listen to it. It's like perfect. Oh. It's not too shiny, glossy, but it's not too matte, rough. God, it's just, it's, oh, oh. It's like really, really nice toilet paper. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you fold or do you scrunch? I kind of do like a mummy hand twice thing. So it's kind of folding, but it's a really quick fold. I like to vary my techniques, but Don't scrunch, the most that's common filthy. for me is kind of a kind of folding and then scrunching. I feel like it's the best of both worlds. Because then it kind of feels like you're you're able to kind of grab and scrape a little bit, huh? Yes. Yeah, I can get, I can get behind that as long as you anus. fold first. Because if you just scrunch it up, there's going to be holes in that and your hands will get all dirty. Hmm. You have to wash them anyway. But Thank you for listening to GKAD. Until next time, I am Jay Lee. And you can call me Poop Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a really Three. wrong way to end this particular episode. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, let's talk that, about sexy crooner voice and shit. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Tô